Verse of the day, Proverbs 18, verse 1. One who has isolated himself seeks his own desires. He rejects all sound judgment. Hey y'all, hey, we are back with another episode of JC and Cole. How's y'all week been? Hey, hello everybody. Um, This week has been hectic. It's been mm-hmm. extremely busy. And you know what? You know who has made it even worse? My family. What? My family. The people that are supposed to make your day better have made me want to block every single text message. They, you know, I graduate next month and my mom, my whole family wants to come down here for, for graduation. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, we only get four tickets because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to tell my mom, I really only wanted like four or five people to come. I just don't care to have a whole bunch of people here. It's not like undergrad. I'm just not mm, feeling all those people coming right now. And literally my entire family, 12 of the clumps literally want to come down here and every restaurant is like we're not seating people that large bro so i'll be calling to my mom like we can't like just tell them to stay home watch it virtual no my family is like they want to come they want to experience it my uncle loves fsu i'm like so he want to come and see the campus i'm just sitting there like you can do that when your daughter's graduate high school. Like, wow, you wow, wow, wow. So, my grandpa was like, Baby, I'm coming. I ain't never seen Tallahassee. I'm like, Grandpa, you listen. look at the woods. That's Tallahassee. There you wow. go. You've seen it. Like, it's nothing special. So, me and my mom have been going back and forth. She thinks I'm being selfish. I think I'm just saying, I don't feel like having all those people there. I mean, I guess, I guess it's something where it's like when I graduate and I come back home, then we can have like an event then. That's what I said. Mm. So the family don't want to do that. They want to come up to Tallahassee, girl. There's like no hotels in Tallahassee right now. They're either Mm. booked or they're trying to charge like 200 a night. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. My mom, huh? Y'all got it. Please. My mom is not paying that. My mom was like, she got a hotel half an hour away. Oh, wow. <laughs> she said, yo, they tripping. I'm not paying $400, $600 for a weekend. I'm not going to do it. So, yeah. And that's another thing. That's not even really hotels like that. Girl, it's just a whole situation. I'm not going to take over the podcast for that. But, <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> Family, y'all are hectic, stressing me out. Mm. How about you, Junior? My week has been very good, man. Been full of happiness and joy. Thank God. You don't sound like it. <laughs> I'm nonchalant by nature. It's like some people that's like, I just got a job. My family doing great. We good. It's like, are they? Did you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I feel that, but uh. Too cool for school. Yeah, my week's been uh pretty. I don't know. Like I feel like I just been real emotional lately, and I guess that's kind of what our 
topic is going to be about this week, which is isolation and just feeling lonely. So for this week, I not even this week, but for the past month or so, I've been feeling like really by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, not only feeling, but I've been by myself a lot. Uh, haven't really been hanging out with my classmates or friends as much. Um, haven't really had person in-person connections especially because my classes are online well majority of them are online I'm mainly at my apartment I'm not really going out nowhere things like that I'm I've changed a lot of my interests and um the people I used to hang out with they don't have the same interests as me so of course you know they're all doing their regular day-to-day but now I'm kind of you know, stuck at home all the time. And it got me to a point of real, like feeling like, oh my goodness, like I'm just always by myself. And, um, you know, in that moment I started, you know, being covetous. Um, I started wanting to go back to my old ways, which is like, oh, hey, you, I want to, you know, you, oh, you going here? Okay, I'm down to come just so I won't be by myself knowing that that's not even going to be fun for me because I don't even enjoy that environment. But I would, I would be willing to just so I wouldn't be by myself. And someone had told me that isolation equals growth. And you mm. have to take that moment by yourself and take that in and realize some changes that you got to make. You have to, maybe there's a reason behind it. And, you know, in that moment, I'm not thinking about the reasoning as to why I'm by myself. I'm just upset that I'm by myself. But I had to think about it and I was like, well, yeah, there, there probably is a lot of things that I should be doing while I'm in this isolation period. So I wanted to have a conversation about it because I just wanted to see, have you guys ever dealt with isolation or, um, and if you did, how did you guys handle it? What have I, um, first of all, so many people experience that this past year and even right now things are still Mm -hmm. kind of slow right now but when people have to go into quarantine with COVID a lot of people like they said you know depression and anxiety spiked because so many people were going through that isolation being by themselves and they were really when you're by yourself you're confronted with all your stuff like Mm -hmm. you can't run no more you can't say I'm busy anymore you can't and I feel like when I was applying for grad school I did. I wanted FSU because I was tired of Orlando, but I really didn't know what FSU came with in Tallahassee. And it came with two years of a season of isolation. Like I don't have wow. family in Tallahassee. I've only made two friends in Tallahassee. One of them has left when COVID started. So that was like a whole year plus of us not seeing each other. And then my other friend, you know, she had to full-time job she has a relationship so it's not like I can just call on her to hang out whenever I want I have to be mindful so when I got into Tallahassee I was like wow this is so different because in Orlando I was able to really like meet up with people I had a ton of friends I never confronted my stuff until I got to Tallahassee and everything that I had been running for kind of caught up well funny from had caught up but this season of being by myself has brought me a lot of joy to be honest Mm -hmm. with you like I still have those feeling of loneliness at times but I feel like God did it for a reason because he knew I was being distracted 
in Orlando. Like I really wasn't reaching my fullest potential. Yeah. I was being distracted by different relationships, um, dating, like everything. So in this season, I got saved. Um, when that person said isolation is growth, I grew, I've grown a lot. And I didn't mm-hmm. see it until my cousin kept telling me, bro, you're so different than who you were in 2019. And I guess when you're, when you're growing, you don't really see it. Like people who are always like, I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing. I'm like, are you really growing? Because when you really grow, you sometimes you don't really see it. It's just habits start to change, things start yeah. to change. And then it, it just got to the point where I realized that, man, I got to work on loving myself more. My relationship with God is a little janky. I, I need to fix that. It was just a lot of things like comparing myself. Um, a lot of it was needing validation from others. I worked through that and why I need that validation mm-hmm. and just overcoming a lot of those things. So I thank God for this season of loneliness, but it's not easy. Like it hasn't been, there have been a lot of times where I'm like, maybe I should just like download an app, meet some people, hang out. But I felt like God, like every time I thought about doing it, something would stop me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that was God or if that was just me being like, nah, I don't need to do that because they were reminding me of old times and it, it never turned out that well. So, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I mean, I've been through isolation. Uh, I've been through a different isolation than you guys. Um, I had an isolation where I was around 100 people but still felt alone. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, it was a uh, during a period of time when I was in depression, and um, I really felt like every day I was like, "Man, I'm so alone, so alone." But I had people in my face smiling and trying to talk to me and trying to hang out with me. But it was like I just could not swallow or tolerate having people around me for some reason. And, you know, that's what depression is: the spirit that just comes upon you that just brings darkness and sadness, even though it's bright, the sun is bright outside. Yeah. So um, definitely. I've been through that, man. It's it's not it's not a fun thing to do, but I must attest that if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Facts, no offense, but so I spent it allowed me to spend a lot of time learning and trying to build and figure out who I am and what I and what I'm going to stand for as a man. So overall, I can say, yeah, it was a terrible time, but if I never went through it. Then I wouldn't. There's no way I would have been here. So, you you roll with the punches on these things. So I got a question because mm-hmm. I'm currently in the midst of this uh, different time. How did y'all get to the point where it's like okay, changes had to be made? Like you, you mean? changes as in like I needed to to change as a person yeah like changes as in okay I'm lonely and I'm sad about it what can I do like how did you get to the to the point where it's like okay there are changes that have to be made and now I actually have to start implementing like what was your final straw to be like I'm tired of being sad and isolated I I can say that I know this sounds odd but there was no final straw like for me, it was genuinely, I just felt it. Like I just genuinely felt like I had to make the most out of these two years. Like I went into it with a different mindset because I was home in West Palm for like a year. 
before mm-hmm. I even came here. So during that time, I was already like doing work. My final straw was when I graduated and I got tired of being depressed and I got tired of hating myself and mm-hmm. not and, and not really showing up for, for God. And I decided to make that change. So when I got to Tallahassee, I was already kind of on that. I was just now by myself because my family was with me in West Palm. Mm-hmm. So when I got here, I felt like really God was telling me, all right, it's time to put up or shut up. You asked for this. You prayed for this. You're here. It's time to do the work. It's time to really like take your education more serious. I just wanted to be the best version of myself. And I never felt like really like sad about it. It was just kind of mm-hmm. like, all right, this is, this is new. It was uncomfort for some time. Mm-hmm. but then I just realized that I needed this season and then I became incredibly grateful for it. I feel you. So what are you specifically asking? I am specifically asking what was your, what was your quote unquote coming to Jesus moment where you didn't want to be depressed anymore? Uh, I mean, I just, that's tough. That's tough. One that I want to not be depressed anymore. I, I every day I didn't want to be depressed. There'll be times I'd just be sitting there and be like, "Bro, I don't want to be depressed anymore," and I'm still depressed. So it's like it's something you can't really control. I just feel like it was something for me. It just subdued over time. Mm-hmm. Like once I got ready to want to be around people, is when that's when that junk just started going away rather quickly. Mm-hmm. So um, I can say. For the most part, it was probably four months into it, I decided that I wanted to find out who Jesus was for real. Like, forget all those times I went to church as a kid because my parents made me go and all that stuff. It was, let me figure out who this guy really is. So at that time, that's what motivated me to kind of get up. Because if I couldn't, if I didn't, at least got up, then how would I, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does it say? Uh, the story in the Bible about the fishes and the bread. And mm-hmm. Jesus asked them, bring me what you have. So if you bring so in that situation, like I, I decided to bring what I had, you know. Yeah. I brought yeah. what I had and then he multiplied it into, you know, who you see today. Mm. I feel that and I respect that. It's like uh these these moments of isolation both of you guys have a story of growth and I think that's the beautiful thing about it because when you're not distracted when you're not having all this commotion in your ear where Mm -hmm. you're even if it's internally you want to be by yourself or it's physically you by yourself it's always a moment where you want to grow and it always ends up being you want to grow with Jesus like you want to grow your relationship with God so for you, Kanithia, what beautiful thing is, is like your your isolation moment was, okay, hey, I asked God for this and now I have to show up. Yeah. And for Junior, it's, well, let me figure out who God is because I need him to not let me feel by myself anymore when I'm surrounded by people. And um, I guess for me, I'm just trying to get comfortable with this new normal because uh, growing up, yeah, I've been around people a lot of my 
life or whatever, but we always had certain things we did. I was the girl that went to the club a lot. So I was the girl that drank a lot. And to get to a point of not doing that, but still surrounded by people that do that, sometimes I want to fall short and I want to go back to that. I guess what it's called peer pressure or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard being in that, in that moment where it's like, I want to do better genuinely I internally I want to do better but am I surrounding myself by the right people that are going to help me be better and can I be better if I just choose to always be by myself and then all of a sudden when I get into the real world it's like you're about to fall short again and that's the part Mm -hmm. that I've I'm kind of really preying on because I because of me not wanting to fall short I'll just choose to stay home instead of me you know, trying to hang out with certain friends. I already know if I hang out with these certain friends, it's going to be alcohol involved. I already know if I hang out with these certain friends, it's going to be, you know, us talking about, oh, hey, let's go to the club or something like that. And um, it's like, okay, you can't be by yourself forever. You can't just always cancel out people. You have to find a way to be functional. And um, that's the part that's been the most difficult for me because these are amazing people, point blank, period but I've created a relationship with them that I just don't know how to change it up. And um, I guess, I guess that's been my biggest issue because I know God's with me and, and I know that he's protecting me and I know this is all happening for a reason, but it's just the moment of, can I put my big girl panties on and actually go about what God's telling me to do? Like, can I just not fall short? Can I trust myself enough not to fall short? First Corinthians fifteen thirty three says, "Be not deceived; evil communications corrupt good manners." So, I mean, what you're saying is kind of backing up yourself, but you got the based off what you're saying. The most important part of that verse is, "Be not deceived." Because mm-hmm. you did say that um, there's times that you feel like you want to fall short, and you're deceiving yeah. yourself. You know what's right. The only way you can be deceived is if you know what's right, and then someone tells you something different. You move yeah. a different point. So don't deceive yourself, man. Like you know that you're on the right path. You know the way of the Lord is straight and narrow. You know God wants you to move in a different, be a different, to be the same spirit, to be as just as Christ Jesus. You know, if that's who you you know that you have to be, then don't deceive yourself, letting yourself think that okay. I can move how I want to move because evil communication do corrupt good manners. It's the word of God. Yeah, that's right. Yes, my guy. Also, like during this during this season, also a, a lot of it is asking God, "What are you trying to tell me?" Mm. And I think you got to go into it with a purpose. Like everything God does is with a purpose. He does nothing without thinking about it. Everything he does is for our good and is perfectly crafted for our individual's journeys, for our individual lives. Yeah. And God might be telling you, like, I need you to do certain things during the season of isolation. And you might not be able to do it with those same people. And just because people are amazing, don't mean they're amazing for you. And that's a yeah. hard pill to swallow sometimes. Like, people can be, a, I've met some amazing people in my life. They were not amazing for me. And it has nothing to do with them. 
it has absolutely nothing to do with them as a person. It has yeah. everything to do with the fact that I'm moving a different direction. You're moving a different direction. I'm not better than you. I'm not saying I'm, you know, just so holy and you're so sinful and I got to just cut you off because you're going to taint me. Like, we're not going, we're not saying that. But sometimes a hard part of isolation and just because this is my journey, like God did have me cut off people in my season of isolation because they were great people, but not for me. And it was really hard to cut off people. It was really hard to lose relationships during this time because I was like, these people have been in my life for years. Like I love these people and I still love these people, but God was like, who do you love more? Do you love mm. these people or do you love me more? Do you love these people or do you love yourself more? Like seriously. So even though you want to hang out with those people and you want to chill and you like you want to try to change this dynamic sometimes you just cannot and that's how to say that that's for your situation that you got to cut these people off and you can't change those relationships but if God if you get to that space where people are not understanding that you're trying to make a change then you're gonna have to face some of the time sometimes those hard decisions of saying you know what we're going in two different directions we value the same things and that's okay but I can't change myself to make you more comfortable. I can't dim my light. I can't dim my journey to make you more comfortable. And that's what God might be telling you in this season. Or he might be telling you something else in this season right now of isolation. And you have yeah. to listen to it and not be, and not be, we have to listen to it. Not even just you, but during those times we have to listen to it and we can't be so wrapped up in God. I'm by myself. It's just like when I decided to be celibate and to stop dating I was thinking about, it became hard when I thought about everything I was giving up. Mm. I was giving up dates. I was giving up sex. I was giving up pleasure. I was giving up um, uh, the distraction, having somebody with me so I didn't have to confront my own BS. And when I stopped dating and when I really had to focus on just being by myself and I had to really think about what I was gaining and not what I was losing, it became easier. Because I said, you know what I'm gaining? I'm gaining myself. I'm gaining myself worth. I'm gaining a clear mind. I'm gaining genuine people because if you don't, if you're not willing to wait for me, then you don't really genuinely care about me. So I'm gaining all these things. So with isolation, sometimes you have to think about it like that. Like even if it's making a list, like a physical list, like I love to write and saying, write things. I have to see things. What am I losing? What am I giving up? in this period of isolation and you're going to hit those hard moments where you're going to really have to start doing things by yourself. And that might mean stop hanging out with certain people so much who make you feel like that or make you feel like you have to be like, I got to be exciting. I got to still be fun. I got to sit with the same old girl. Like, or they're not going to hang out with me. If that's the case, then they're not your real friend period. Oh yeah. And those type of people, oh, they've been cut off a long time ago. Exactly. And that's yeah. what people have to realize. Like, cause a lot of people go through these periods when they're by themselves. And sometimes we feel like with certain friendships, we have to kind of, you know, I can't change too much cause then they might not vibe with me the same. I still gotta be, you know, that same person, but then behind closed doors, I really want to change, but it's like, what? You can't really do that because at some point you get tired of being fake with yourself, being fake with those people. So yeah, I I would say ask yourself, what are you gaining and not focus so heavily on everything that you're giving up, everything that you're going to have to do by yourself. And so I'm going to have to do this by myself, do that by myself. 
it's just like okay and yeah, that's real that's very real i think i think one thing that i enjoy the most is just the fact that it is a moment where i can really focus on the things that i've prayed for but i guess um the reason it became so difficult is because to a certain extent it was it wasn't really self-inflicted like god really kind of paused me in the midst of everything like when COVID happened intentionally i chose to be by myself for what two months and i was cool with it because i was like i want to be by myself i don't want to be around family i just want to be in my house and just chill by my lonesome for as long as i can in that moment yeah i was lonely sometimes but it was a good type of lonely because it was intentional now it's this time where it's not intentional 100 percent. it's kind of like okay uh I, I don't feel the same way going to the club no more like now mm-hmm. anytime I went to the club it felt like a burden I felt uncomfortable oh I'm starting to I, I would have to drink because people would be on me like oh Sam drink 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 oh you need a you need to loosen up da, 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 da. and I'm like oh well I really don't want to drink because like I've had bad experience after I drank I got sick I got you know throwing up I don't sometimes I don't even remember the night I'm not trying to go back to that moment right now I want to I literally want to go home or I want to, you know, just do a movie night with, with friends and things like that. But all of a sudden I'm making myself, I was making myself feel uncomfortable just to do things that I wasn't comfortable doing. And it's like, now my, my whole demeanor is changing and it's not on my own will. Like, it's not just me telling myself, Oh, Sam, don't go to the club. It's my body. Like anytime I go there, it's just a waste of time, waste of energy, waste of money waste of an outfit so it was just to me this time is just so different because it's like it's not me making my decision it's God making my decisions and you know I think there was an episode that we talked about where we were saying you know having a relationship with God is basically like a roller coaster like I think I said it I was like if you if you're an adrenaline junkie how about trying to have a relationship with God? Because you're not going to be in, in control anymore. He's going to direct whichever way it goes. Mm-hmm. And um, this is new to me because yes, I, you know, I've known who God was, but I never fully chose to have a relationship with him for a long time. So now when things are kind of being put in a position where I'm not in control and the things that I'm used to doing, like I'm not really caring to do it anymore. And it's kind of changing my surroundings. It's like, whoa, like, this is not me. And I'm not comfortable with it 100%. It's cool. Like, I'm not, I'm not in any harm. It's actually pretty beneficial when I, when, like you said, with the goal list, just even having a mental list in my head of how beneficial it is, of the changes that are happening mm-hmm. right now, it's 100% beneficial. It's just the fact that it's still uncomfortable, like, Oh man, like I go on Instagram and I'm seeing everybody out. Or I'm going on Instagram and I'm seeing people doing this and I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm by myself and I'm at home and I'm, I'm enjoying myself to a certain extent. But it's like, you know, okay, I'm kind of missing out. Like, oh, I remember when I used to do that. Okay, and I remember when I used to do that. Oh, so-and-so is doing this. And oh, snap, now dynamics change so much where you're not even getting invites no more. I think that's what really hurt my feelings the most is when I wasn't getting invited no more. And I was just like, well, why am I upset at the fact that I'm not getting invited to something I don't want to go to? 
But I think that was my pride because it became like a running joke in one of my group chats. Cause I would be like, oh, y'all didn't invite me. They was like, well, what's the point? You ain't gonna come. And I was like, well, I would at least kindly want to tell y'all no. Like y'all could at least let me know so I could tell y'all no, come on now. And it became a running joke, but it's like the truth. I would never go ever. They would constantly invite me to stuff. I would never go. So it's like, why in the world am I sitting here expecting them to send out an invite knowing daggone well, I will not be showing up. Like, it just changes. And I'm, I'm literally watching myself change, but it's like, whoa, I wasn't like this a year ago. Year ago before COVID hit, huh? You're uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Very. And it's, and it's, it's something that I'm trying my best to get used to, but it's like, I keep looking and thinking about the past. I'm constantly being reminded about the past. And I'm like, yeah. So. From uncomfort, through uncomfort comes strength. And that is 100% true. Comfortable, you become stronger because you get through that. When you get through that discomfort, when you finally reach the other side, you're like, wow, I'm stronger than I ever thought I was and that's the beauty of God because he would get you through this you have to call on him though like during those times I'm learning to call on God in the midst of my tornado not after my tornado I'm learning to call on God and say God help me give me strength when I drive by that Chick-fil-a give me strength oh goodness (laughs) 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 give me the strength to say no to them waffle fries is calling on God in the midst and asking him to strengthen you, you know? And like I was yeah. telling you, sometimes, like we had this conversation today, doing things by yourself, like spending some alone time with God, like going on a walk, going on a, you know, going going out to eat or going out to do activities. Like sometimes it's just nice. Like isolation doesn't mean that you have to be in your house. Isolation doesn't mean it's like close the door, get in the bed like I really gotta just be by myself solely alone like that is absolute that sounds horrible and I don't think God wants that for any of us but sometimes that season means being comfortable with yourself like being comfortable to say I don't need a group of friends to do this or do that I can just do it by myself and even though sometimes I do understand it is nice have people to laugh with and talk to and sometimes it just feels better when you're walking with somebody but sometimes it's like God might be saying, yeah, but you walk with people too much. Walk by yourself. You never even have time to think. Like, you never even have time. I used to never go on walks by myself. Now it's literally my favorite thing to do. One of my mm-hmm. favorite things to do. Huh? Or walk with him. Yeah, like, or walk with him. Like, sometimes I go on a walk and I'll just be thinking stuff to God because, you know, folks be walking past. I don't want to look on, you know, schizophrenic or anything. So I mm. be thinking to myself, like, I, I, I be... Or I'll mumble something if I think something, I have to say it out loud and just like talk to God. Even if it's just like a conversation, one of my favorite things to do is just talking to God, like not getting on my knees and praying all the time. But sometimes like I talk to God, like it's a whole conversation. And for some reason, it brings me so much peace to -hmm. talk to him in a conversational way and not always like bow your head, get on your knees. Sometimes it's just nice to be like, talking to God while in the car driving somewhere yeah like you're my friend you're my confidant I can't see you but I feel you and I know you can hear me I might not can hear you hear you physically 
but I know that you hear me, so I'm not alone. No, that's real. That's real, that's real. Changes, changes have to be made. And, you know, in this moment of discomfort, all I can do is grow. Like, one one big thing that you said that really resonated with me is the, the way I was being isolated. Because I can't lie, I was choosing to be in the house by myself, like, curled up in a ball in my bed for as long as possible eventually I would be productive and do some schoolwork. but that was like my day-to-day every single day mm-hmm. but it's like let's be real that's that's not a normal type of isolation that's that's one of the it, it seems like it's one of the worst type of depressive type of isolation and I was I realized like now speaking to you and junior is kind of like I was going about the whole wrong way of course I'm not enjoying it because I'm not trying to enjoy it I'm yeah. trying to, you know, make myself feel like it's a, a miserable position to be in when it's not. Like, I, I can go outside and go walking. You know, I can, you know, go to the park by myself. Like, I can do things on my own without having to feel like the only way I can be isolated is by isolating myself in, in one place, in one yeah. position. Yeah yeah change is gonna be made like it's a beautiful thing and I'm it's it excites me because I'm seeing God working on me in a whole other venue like I'm I've prayed for certain things in my life to happen and it's like when I was so busy trying to do things with everybody surrounded by people always distracted the things that I prayed for would never ever really happen because I never took the time to work on it I never took the time to listen to God to see how he wanted me to implement them. And it's like, now all I have is time. Like, yeah, I'm in school, but it's like, I'm spending so much more time by myself that when he does speak, I know I can hear him. Or when he shows me something, I know it's from him. But when you're so distracted by always being around people, like, you're speaking about things that you pray to God for. And then all of a sudden you got somebody's other influence telling you how you should do it. Or, and, and you're following that rather than following what God's going to tell you mm-hmm. or telling you if you should even do it. So, you know, it's a beautiful position and um, it's something that I have to, you know, be, be smarter about. And I appreciate you guys because being able to have conversation with people that, have been in my place or somewhat in my place before and seeing the growth that has happened with you guys I, I feel happy at the fact that I'm not in a position being judged and yeah. it's not something um where you guys can actually genuinely give me good advice and I appreciate it because I needed it bro I needed it right yeah well we're glad to be here for you yeah um it's just a mindset change. Yeah. This needs to take place. Like once you stop, you know, the negative con- the connotation, it's a negative connotation to be by yourself that the world is proposed imposed on us. And it's always cool to just, oh, if you if you got people hitting you up all the time, trying to have you do something, and you know, you're at these parties, you got these functions, and y'all are out and about, you're lit, you're a cool person, you're this, you're that. And that's what's became what's you know, ultimately cool, but at the end of the day, it's, it comes down to what are you doing with your time and how are you, how are you, how are you looking at the time that you have on your hands and your attitude change, like, 
God's done great things with with, with great people mm-hmm. through their isolation. Like David, David wrote uh, a majority of uh, Psalms while David was exiled and he was punished by God for what he did. So David was going through turmoil. He was going through a lot of hard times, depressions, like running around, living in caves. Like David was going through hell and back. But through that hell and back, he left songs for us. So God knew that, you know, his time of isolation was going to be hard. But he knew that the, the, through the tough times, there's great things that come from our life. The Lord tells us, um, I believe in, uh, I don't want to say, but to paraphrase, he says, the Lord delights in our uh trials and tribulations this is the best time to test our faith yeah this is, so this is your opportunity to see your growth as a christian and also for him to see like i mean god's all-knowing I, I hate when i have to say like things like god has to see this or anything because like what am i saying that god obviously knows but it's just like you know what i mean like he's putting you to the test and he's letting you see where your progression is and where can you improve it and stuff like that so yeah. Take take advantage of the time that you um, are having and to grow and learn. Like I've been isolated other ways too, not only through depression, but when I had surgeries, when I wasn't able to be around everybody, and I always had to chill or I had to rehab and be around by myself. I can say every time I took I had surgery and I had to do that, I always was. I have more knowledge and, and understanding once I was back with being every, with everybody else. I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time learning and adding on to myself. So, yeah, you know, and I understand what you meant by that, Junior. Like the, the line that you said about like you don't want to like say that we got to show God because God knows everything. I understand what you mean and why you don't want to say it like that. But I think for me, I I interpret it as. God basically saying that through the trial to do the tribulation, like we were saying, I think last episode, it's so easy to give up on God. You know, it's super easy when you're in that level of uncomfort because uncomfort is normally when we give up, like when you're uncomfortable running, you stop running, but any fitness person would tell you, you, you got to push through it. Unless it's obviously like going to break your leg, but any person <laughs> would tell you like, don't stop moving, like keep moving. You got to fight through that. So I feel like with our trials and our tribulations, it's like, it's so easy to give up and say, you know what, God, I'm tired of being by myself. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to go to the club, give me a drink or two. Like, I'm just feeling it. And it's so easy. And God is like, I thought so highly of you though. Like, that's, that's, that's all it took. This is it. You being by yourself, like you not being able to date, you not being able to have a job that you wanted or it took this little thing to break you. That's, that's crazy. And it's almost like, I don't want to disappoint God. Like, I don't want God to feel like all it takes is you not, you being uncomfortable for a few days, a few weeks, whatever. That's all it took was for you to give in. It's kind of like you just proved the devil right. Because that was the devil's whole thing. It's like, these people don't worship you. These people don't really care about you. Like, the devil wants us to show God, we really are not for you. 
like look what he did with with Job. That like Job had to be pressured. He had to be put in uncomfortable situations. And look what happened at the end. Like he got ten times more than what he had before, because even right. during this discomfort, he continued to push through it. Even when talking to God, and God had to check him. Like yo, do you know who I am? I don't think you do, but he still never gave in. Like he still never said like no. Like. I don't believe in God. He still kept his faith firm, even through those hard times. He wanted to give up. Mm -hmm. So I feel like with that, he proved to God that, and the devil was left feeling stupid. But if we continue to like fall short each and every time we get a little bit of uncomfort, is God? It's the it's the devil saying, "Told you," like I literally told you. Like all it took with this person to be lonely. To be by themselves, even though they have family who loves them, friends who loves them, they're in a great position in their life. That still wasn't enough. Like, mm. You gave them all these blessings and it still wasn't enough because you didn't give them everything. And I don't want God to ever feel like because he didn't give me every single thing that I wanted, mm-hmm. that that's how I'm going to ride with you because he's done so much for me. To me, that's a slap in his face. You've done that's so true. much for me. I'm not going to give in over this small little thing and stop obeying you and stop loving you and stop worshiping you, I'm not going to give in. So that's how I look at it too, as me really trying to show God, like I'm here for you and I love you. And I know that he knows that, but I still got to show up for him because he showed up for me. I could be wrong, but that's how I look at it. No, I feel you 100% on that. It's, It's the fact of we just have to be grateful because in this moment we we can be in a position where we don't have any family like a lot of people have lost their their lives because of covid a lot of people lost family members because of covid or we could have been in a position where we never our family never had a home for us to live in and now we don't have a home for us to live in or we didn't have food to eat it's and we and it's like so many small things that we wake up and we look at and ignore but those are all blessings. The fact that we're not yeah. disabled, we have all our limbs. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're all educated, like the fact that we're in a position where we're uh, making money or eventually making money. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a lot of people aren't on this level. And if we just look at it as, okay, hey, what's the next, what, what's next then? Instead of looking at, wow, look what you've already done for yeah. me. Like I am truly blessed. You miss it. You miss the happy moments. You miss, you miss, you miss the blessings why would he continue blessing you if you're not appreciating what has already transpired and that's something that I really have to resonate on because okay so what if I'm by myself and I, I don't get invited to the parties okay and like you you eating good you got a tv to watch you got a bible to read you have family that cares for you you got working limbs you're in a doctorate program like be smart about where you're at and not mm-hmm. being your feelings about these small little things that just aren't working in your favor at the moment. So, <sighs> wow, look at us. Yeah, like like Junior said, it's a shift in mindset. It's all about a shift in mindset. The mind is the strongest muscle in the body. And it's so strong that neurologists have not even tapped into like the full function of the brain. Like mm. we haven't even tapped into the full function of our brain. It's so strong and our mind can really control us. Like that's why 
CBT is the most popular, most widely used therapeutic um, technique because it's what in the world's that cognitive behavioral therapy. It Ew. literally is designed to look at your cognitive. It focuses solely on the way that you think in the way that your thoughts interpret your actions. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically saying that your thoughts are linked to everything the way you mm. feel the way you act so a lot of therapists will do cbt with their patients with their clients and a, a lot of it is uncovering that mindset of why do you think the way that you do because it's interpreting your acting like you're not behaving like this for no direct reason like no one does anything for just no reason it's all linked to your cognitive so when you thinking like that, you're, you're going to behave like that. You're going to move like that. You're going to start comparing yourself. Like your cognitive is so important. That's why I thank God all the time that I'm mentally sane because, oh my gosh, like our thoughts have so much control over us. Like, like my thoughts would tell me to do things. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, See, but well, that's the part that confused me. Cause then now, you see, now we're going to have to end up in a whole other topic. No. Because, okay. Because <laughs> my go. thing is, it's just, I don't know. Like, that's something I really had to pray on because I get so confused when it comes down to, like, thoughts and all that stuff because all that pertains to, like, you know, the new age stuff. And it's like, okay, I'm just like, okay, well, what's, what's normal and what's not normal then? Because, okay, if I train my brain to think positive, then that's me, you know, doing some new way stuff. But if I think to make myself think positive when it comes down to the Bible, then what, that changes? Well, like, really quick, C- CBT isn't telling you to only think positive. CBT is about transforming the way that you think in a more healthier manner. So CBT is not saying only think positive. Like CBT is saying like, if you're someone that drinks a lot, CBT is looking at the thoughts that happen before you feel like you have to drink. Like it looks at also your dynamics because the way you, the way you grew up impacts the way you think about things. When you talk to somebody that grew up in a domestic violence household versus someone that didn't, they think in completely two different ways. So CBT is trying to figure out where are these unhealthy thoughts coming from? Cause it's okay to think negatively. Like it's so like therapy tells you it's okay to have like, those thoughts there are healthy negative thoughts but it's when your thoughts influence you to make horrible decisions it's when your thoughts influence you to get drunk at 12 o'clock in the morning you know what i'm saying it's See, when your my, thoughts... my thing is like i get all that but my whole point is is like when you hear new age and you hear about what it involves it all talks about changing the way you think think in a better manner where certain actions don't happen kind of sort of like that but that's more so you know scientific the other one is more spiritual and uh, you know vibes and all that stuff is rooted in science it's not rooted in anything religious at all it's specifically rooted in research that we have found it is specifically that like i'm not sure what new age people interpret that as but yeah CBT doesn't look at like it's, it's solely based on your thoughts and it's just trying to dig into those unhealthy thoughts and that's 
pretty much what it is. And just trying to make you think of things like a different way, not always a positive way, but just figuring out like why you behave the way that you do and what thought is linked to that behavior. Cause we all get triggered. Like a triggering is just that, you know, like, but even God has verses on the way that you think. Like God says, if you think it, you might as well have done it. So it's not like the Bible doesn't touch on your thoughts at all. At the end of the day, God just wants us to um, go through the full extent of life. So that's a beautiful rock. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Looking here trying to, to stop the discussion. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love that. That's very true. But um, now this was a good episode, though. I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff. So let's wrap it up. Okay, our Instagram <laughs> is at JC and Co Podcast, and so is our Twitter. And my personal IG is at Kenethia Two Underscores, and mine is by Sam DC. Mine is uh, GFSB Underscore Last though. All right. Okay. So we're going to end off with prayer. I'll go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Help everyone I say to get better. Thank you for allowing us to have this discussion, Father God. In this moment of transformation, in this moment of isolation, that I know not only me is in this moment, I'm pretty sure a lot of other people are in this moment. For anyone that is feeling confused or truly alone, Father God, remind them that you're with them. Remind them that they're not by themselves. And in this moment is growth and the things that they've prayed for, the things that they've been asking for, for understanding or whatever the case may be. Father God, direct them in that way. Let them not feel by themselves. Let them not feel like it's a waste. But Father God, introduce them to this new lifestyle or introduce them to this new opportunity that you have for them, Father God, whatever the case may be. In that moment, Father God, please just remind them that they're not alone. Please let them not feel like they have to go back to old ways and let them know that there's a better path for them. Father God, thank you for these moments that we have. Thank you for protecting us, waking us up, loving on us, Father God. And thank you for allowing us to have this conversation and to impact anyone who listens to it. Thank you for this opportunity, Father God. In your name I pray, amen. 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 All right, y'all. Uh, God willing, we'll see y'all next week.